This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the d podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. This podcast is a Believe Network and Luciete production. Another edition of the Tulu Podcast brought to you by Believe Network. I'm your host, Derek T. Lewis, and the holiday season is here. Whichever holiday you do celebrate, you know, I hope that, you know, you're all spending it with your family, your loved ones, you know, and I'm really, really excited for, you know, the next couple of weeks to see what it brings. So stay tuned for that. I'll sure I'll have some news to share. But, you know, this past weekend, I was supposed to, it was supposed to have been a wrestling free weekend. But, you know, as the old expression goes in the wrestling business or any genre of entertainment or sports is you always stay ready so you never have to get ready. And it just so happened that um, a really good guy that um, that I've gotten to know over the past couple of months, Chad Mines, he has his hands in many pots in the, um, on the indie circuit and pro wrestling, especially uh, GCW. And he said, hey, man, I need a, a ring announcer tomorrow. Our ring announcer can't be here. Can you come? And I'm like, uh, where is he? He's like, oh, it's in Cape May, New Jersey. No, for those that don't know, Cape May County, New Jersey, is literally the last furthest part of New Jersey at the very, very bottom of the state. So it wasn't a problem. It wasn't an issue. And um, I said, I'll definitely be there. And um, again, Chad's a really one of the really good guys in the industry. And it just so happened that... Um, Monster Factory's own Danny Cage was running a seminar there, you know, during the day. So it was nice to see him. It was some, a few guys that I had worked with at SWF that were there, and um, of course some some Monster Factory folks. So it was it, it was almost like I felt at home. It was just performing in front of a different crowd, and that's basically what it was. It was it was a nice crowd, um, very energetic crowd, I might add, and you know it was a really really good show. And I hope to, you know. Get back there again somewhere in the near future. So once again, Chad, I thank you publicly, as I uh, told you in the locker room. I appreciate you uh, believing in my abilities and talent, you know, in the uh, pro wrestling space as a ring announcer. And like I said, I hope we can do some good business uh, down the road. But this episode for this week, I'm just going to cover this past week's uh, Monday Night Raw. It was um, quite monumental. You know, we talk about a lot. It was a lot of things that uh, transpired and... I was listening to Busted Open Radio as I'm recording this on a Tuesday evening. I was listening to Busted Open Radio this morning with uh, Bully Ray and uh, Dave LaGreca. Shout out to those guys. You can hear Busted Open Radio every day at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Channel 156 Fight Nation. So 
make sure you get it. Of course, they have replays. You can uh, subscribe to their podcast, you know, on all the platforms in addition to their YouTube channel. I am a very, very proud member of the Busted Open Nation. But one thing that Bully and Dave was saying as far as how, and many times that they used to cover Raw, you know, it was, it was, there was always complaining about just how lackluster it was and to the point that they would fall asleep during, and I can actually attest to that. Now, it's just like, this is, it, it's not only can't, it, you know, must see, but it's can't miss now. You know, Raw is just becoming that show again. And I'm, you know, obviously having a guy like CM Punk back in the fold with WWE, you know, it's, the, it's that blasting cap that it needed. And I think is we're, we're, are in for one hell of a ride these next couple of months. I'm really excited. But I'll get right into it. You know, the show opens up with main event Jay Uso. And, you know, of course, there he came out with the Yeet shirt because, you know, there was an issue with the word Yeet. Some, I think it was a wrestler on the Independence actually had that word trademarked and they had to temporarily stop the selling of the shirt. But, of course, basically said that, um... Yeet is back, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he addressed what happened to Sami Zayn the previous week. He also um, talked about CM Punk being back and hopefully he was signed with Raw. Because, of course, that's what they were talking about. You know, which brand was CM Punk going to be signed to? Raw, SmackDown, or NXT? So, of course, uh, Drew McIntyre comes out and he's talking, he was on the microphone talking about, you know, how bad of a person CM Punk is, you know, he's, he's a bad person, I travel with them, yada, yada, and I think they were really trying to hype up the fact that, oh, see, they're playing off the notion of the rumor and innuendo that CM Punk is just this horrible person for a locker room and all these other negative things, which I think is, I think is BS, and again, I'm not just talking as being a, a big Punk fan, but I just think Things in the wrestling industry sometimes can get blown out of proportion. That's just my my take. But I got to tell you, a very, very strong opening match to start off Monday Night Raw, you know, with uh, Drew McIntyre and Jey Uso. Let me just say this. I think, you know, as far as, you know, Intercontinental Gold is concerned, you know, in 2024, I would love to see that belt be put on main event Jey Uso. He has the crowd in the palm of his hand. I remember tweeting out last night, this dude is over like a mofo because he is. The fans love this dude. And no matter what, win or lose, you know, they're still going to cheer him. And, you know, McIntyre did some uh, sneaky tactics and took the uh, turnbuckle off. And, you know, next thing you know, the referee had to you know, take note of the uh, exposed turnbuckle. He raked uh, Jay's eyes, hit him with the Claymore. One, two, three. Drew McIntyre gets the win. And... Next, you know, they were talking about uh, Judgment Day. You know, they did like a backstage vignette and uh, Rhea and Damien, you know, were arguing. And, of course, Rhea had to remind, you know, that, hey, we're going to we run Raw. Judgment Day runs Raw. And she was slated to wrestle Maxine Dupree of uh, the Alpha Academy, you know, last night, later that night, rather. And, of course, our truth appears out of nowhere and trying to convince them that he's the member of Judgment Day. Once again, our truth just needs to be protected at all costs, please. But the next match is um, Maxine Dupree in a non-title match against Rhea Ripley. 
I'm not, I'm, I am not the, uh, I'm not a guy that's going to be super, super critical about wrestling matches because granted I am in the wrestling business, but I will not critique, you know, wrestlers that are in there busting their humps every day. I did see there were some inconsistencies and some miscommunications in the ring, you know, and the match ended pretty quickly, you know, Rhea, you know, beat her single-handedly, just, just woman handled her, I don't want to say manhandled, but woman handled her, and, and then got the win, and of course, Niall hops in the ring of, um, she's, she's with the Creed brothers, you know, she did a stare down with, uh, Rhea Ripley, and I think that could be something that, hey, who knows, that might happen at the Royal Rumble, you know, I think that'll be a good, uh, a good way for, um, someone that's coming up the ranks to, to get a title shot, but we'll see, we'll see what happens, but up next, you know, Adam Pierce, you know, introduces CM Punk. You know, as they come back from commercial, Punk comes out. And of course, they're in Cleveland, Ohio. And for those that don't know, Cleveland, Ohio was the scene of the crime, so to speak, where Punk walked out of WWE. That was January 2014, the day after the Royal Rumble. So he went on to tell some stories about, you know, the city of Cleveland, how. <clears throat> he had debuted in that arena and that Mickey James is actually by his side. He said it went so well that he got sent, you know, to OVW and that he learned to be uncomfortable in WWE and that he returned to that same building as the world champion before he was stripped from the title. And I believe that was Unforgiven 2008 where um, Legacy, which was uh, Orton or was Randy Orton, Ted DiBiase Jr., Cody Rhodes and, uh, Alpha Jr., who was going by Manu at the time, had laid him out. And, of course, they had to strip Punk of the title. And, of course, and I think it was in the um, six-pack challenge match, I believe. And Chris Jericho ended up winning it that night. I can't believe that was 15 years ago when that, uh, when that happened. But he also talked about, you know, the night that he did walk out. And he apologized. You know, he, he apologized publicly about, you know... Leaving WWE, but he said he felt as though he had to. He said he didn't regret it, but he's glad to be back. He said it's about the here and the now and the future. He doesn't want to look back, but he doesn't regret anything that he did. He said there were um, some lucrative offers from Nick Aldis and Shawn Michaels and Adam Pearce, but he said his mind was already made up when he saw where Cleveland was on the calendar for Raw. And, of course, he announces that he is Raw's newest superstar. And what do you know? Seth freaking Rollins music hits, and here we go. Now they start staring at each other. I mean, they're staring. I mean, it's you. You can cut the intensity with a knife, as uh, Girl Monsoon used to say. And he grabs the mic. And he welcomes the fans to Monday Night Rollins. He told Punk that he's incredibly fortunate to standing in the ring with Rollins, but told him that not to call his call this place his home. He said Punk, you know, abandoned the company. He buried the company. He was talking about, you know, people in the back. And he went on to say that he hated Punk. But if he's going to be a part of WWE, that he wants him to be on Raw. And he said the truth always comes out. And this is Punk's last chance. Rollins went on to say that Punk will either self-destruct or he'll stand across the ring from him in a World Heavyweight Championship match. Seth even went on to say he'll expose Punk for the fraud that he is and he'll let him know and understand what it means to be 
the best in the world. Punk went on to respond and said that he never asked for anything to be handed to him. And he said that he's here to do things stubbornly. He called out and pierced in the ring and he declared himself an entrant in the 2024 Men's Royal Rumble match and says when he wins, he's going to be coming after Rollins. He's going to choose him as an opponent for WrestleMania. So let me uh, let me just say this about that promo. That, to me, was the best mic work I had ever seen Seth Rollins do in his entire tenure in WWE. It was real as it got. Is there some animosity between the both of them? I would say yes. But I think they're smart enough to know and realize that they got lightning in a bottle and let's make some money. That's 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 the only thing that I can come up with and sum it up because you could tell it's real. They're they're tapping into some some territory where it's like, man, this is some heavy stuff. But I look at it from a totally different set of eyes. I'm looking at this as a redemption story for CM Punk. Now, granted, I don't. I think his legacy's on the line. Yeah, I think his legacy's on the line, but, you know, everyone, he has his reputation. There's this dark cloud. He's not good to do business with. He He's a he's a, a menace in a locker room. He's he's not a nice person. All these other derogatory adjectives that people have said about CM Punk. Of course, there's been others that said otherwise. But, of course, negativity sells, right? So, I think this could be a redemption story for Punk. Who's going to win at WrestleMania if this happens? I don't know. Because there are so many ways they can go with this. So many ways. So let's wait and see. You know what I mean? We have a little bit, about a month and a half until the Royal Rumble. So there is so much meat on the bone where they can really dive in and really tell some really, really good stories between now and the Rumble. I'm excited. I wish the Royal Rumble was tomorrow, but we got to wait a month and a half for it. So let's see what happens. But the next match after this was a rematch from last week's match. That's right. Big meaty men slapping meat. Bumping meat, whatever you want to call it. Shout out to Big E for um <laughs> for blessing us with a, a funny, funny phrase with the big meaty men slapping meat from a couple years ago. But it was Ivar of the uh, Viking Raiders with... Valhalla versus Big Big uh, Bronson Reed. You know, again, pulling out all the stops. I mean, these are some agile big men. You know what I mean? But, of course, uh, Big uh, Bronson Reed does win by doing a superplex off the top rope for the win. So, it wasn't a long match, but they got all of the things they need to get out of it and, um, Good match by these two guys, and um, it's about damn time that we get to see, you know, two big guys in there that can really work and, and, and get it done. But, um, of course, there was a the Judgment Day segment, if you will. You know, Priest goes out there, Damian Priest, rather, goes out there talking about reminding everyone who the Judgment Day is, and it demands everyone to rise for him. And then, you know, Finn Balor is... Demanding everyone to rise for the only two-time undisputed tag champs. You know, they were calling out the Creed brothers. And then R-Truth makes his way down to the ring. And he said he went by the lounge 
to do some decorating and asked where his invitation was for the holiday party. And J.D. McDonough said, this isn't a holiday party. And next thing you know, I don't want to get into uh, much of the details of the uh, the back and forth, but eventually they do lay out R-Truth. So, but of course the Creed Brothers comes out to R-Truth's aid, you know, so I think that, you know, they're, the Creed Brothers are going to be in line for some type of title shot, you know, somewhere down the line in the very near future because those two guys are really, really good. I enjoy their matches in NXT and for the matches that they had on the main roster has been nothing but great, great quality matches. So best wishes to them. But um, there was speaking speaking of tag matches, there was a women's tag match. Of course, there was uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell taking on Caden Carter and Katana Chance. I really wish they would, you know, showcase them a lot more. I like the uh, the KC girls. I like them a lot. Like they, they they do some really innovative things in the ring, and I just wish that they would be highlighted a little bit more. Of course, at ringside, you had um the tag champions. Uh, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, who's one of my favorite workers. And they were, you know, I love Chelsea's uh, character work. I've said it on this show before. She's extremely entertaining. And most of all, very, very talented in the ring. But, of course, Caden Carter and Katana Chance get the win after delivering the uh, their move, the after party. And there was a promo up next by Becky Lynch. And, of course, she was addressing... Nia Jax, and man, oh man, for those, I just, I still, it's mind-boggling how fast time goes, because it was five years ago last month that uh, Nia Jax, had, you know, cracked her across the face and shattered Becky's nose, and Becky became a legend at night for taking, you know, for taking a punch like that, and was just, had that blood, crimson mask, you know, all over her face, but she kept talking about how, you know, her and Nia Jax kept missing one another and missing one another, whether they were on opposite shows. But now it's 2023 and they're in WWE. And there were some jabs being thrown verbally at each other. I'm not going to really go into some of the others. I, I think uh, Becky says something like, you know, you got both of your knees, uh, I guess, surgery on them. I guess your knees can't stand you or something like that. I just kept, I was like, damn. I guess they're really letting it letting it all fly. You know what I mean? And the next match was Imperium. All three members of Imperium versus DIY and Cleveland's own The Miz. You know, typical six-man tag team action. I mean, I like Imperium. I hope they never break up. I really enjoy their work. Gunther is on an historic Intercontinental Championship run. And I just love the camaraderie with the, with with uh, Vinci and um, Luke Vic Kaiser, but you know, of course, the hometown guys. Because like, I think um, Miz and uh, that's right, Johnny Johnny Gargano from DIY. They're both from Cleveland, so of course they get the win. And I think they're trying to do something, you know, in regards to seeing this dissension that's supposed to be happening with it, within Imperium. Because I know Vinci took the pin last night in the match. Then, of course, there is uh, the main event between Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke Nakamura. Again, you know, I, I was expecting everything that I saw, just a, a quality wrestling match, you know, with two of the absolute best in the world. I honestly wish they would have wrestled each other in New Japan, but I think the year that Cody had left WWE, Shinsuke had just got to WWE, 
and Cody was doing, you know, all of his stuff on the indies, you know, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and everything else. So, but again, we got to see it for free on Monday Night Raw. And obviously, you know, when Shinsuke was doing all of these uh, cryptic um, messages, you know, promos, and no, everyone thought he was talking about Punk, but he was talking about going after Cody, and that would set up the match, you know, for this past Monday. But again, it was a seesaw matchup between these two guys, and the match ends abruptly when Shinsuke spews red mist into the face of Cody Rhodes in a good sell job by Cody, you know, with the burning and running around, rolling around the ring. And of course, you know, the Creed brothers come out and help Cody. And, you know, once Cody got the, you know, the, the mist out of his eyes, Shinsuke comes back and attacks him again. And that's how they go off the air. And that does it for this week's edition of Monday Night Raw. And I love the fact that everybody has something. Everybody has something and everyone is starting. It's, it's reminding me of how it was 23, 24 years ago where, you know, during the Attitude Era, no matter where you were on the card, you know, everyone was doing something meaningful. You know what I mean? Just that, just that moment of the Creed Brothers coming out to help Cody Rhodes. Cody's already a main event guy. The Creed brothers are just just making their way onto the main roster. Now you're associating the Creed brothers and Cody Rhodes. You know what I mean? With the top guy, you know, in this tag team. I would love to see Shinsuke and maybe two other heels face Cody and the Creed brothers in a six-man tag match. I'd love to see that. But again, we'll we'll definitely see what happens. But all in all, that Monday Night Raw, like I said, it was a lot of fun. Like like I was alluding to earlier, what Dave LaGreca and Bully Ray were talking about on Busted Open Radio. When it, when it was really, it was it was fun because it just really kept you on the edge of your seat, especially during the Punk Rollins promo. I'm not going to go into who won the promo or, or which wrestler won the promo because to me, who won the promo was the fans because. For me to be on the edge of my seat for a promo, not a wrestling match, not a 60-minute uh, Iron Man match, not a steel cage match, there was no physicality in that segment. It was just a war of words. Incredible mic work by both uh, Seth Rollins and CM Punk, and I hope this is just the beginning of some incredible storytelling, as I stated before. But... Before I get out of here, again, I want to remind you guys, if this is your first time listening to the show, you know, make sure you hit that subscribe button no matter which platform that you're on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, iHeartRadio, whichever platform you're listening to. If this is your first time listening, hit the subscribe button so you automatically get all new content every single week on the DLU Podcast. My social media on all platforms except for Facebook is the real DT Lou. Again, the real DT Lou. Facebook is Derek T. Lewis official page. You can check out my store, shop.derektlewis.com. It's still on uh, below the collar up until January the 2nd. And then probably January the 3rd is when I will uh, launch my brand new store platform to be determined. But it'll still be the same link, shop.derektlewis.com. Again, my record, Espacion, with Angie Stars. You can stream that record on all platforms. The music video, is again, is on Tidal, Apple Music, 
the, the Vivo app and YouTube. So make sure you uh, go on my YouTube channel, subscribe there too. You can look it up under Derek T. Lewis or The Real DT Lou, and you'll be able to see all of my content, whether it's music videos, you know, my acting reel, and, you know, some of those uh, interviews I did in Los Angeles during the WrestleMania 39 press junket, especially the one with Rhea Ripley. That uh, seems to be a fan favorite from um, many of the uh, people that actually had an opportunity to view that. So, and again, I just want to just thank you all, you know, for the loyal listeners that has been uh, checking out the show, that's been talking to me privately about it. You know, I really appreciate, you know, you all supporting me, this movement. And, you know, 2024, you know, is going to be doing some big, big things, you know, some 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 changes positively in regards to how the show is going to be presented, you know, more on that soon. But, you know, again, I just want to thank you all. And no matter what it is you do in life, always remember to make it count. See you next time.